Welcome to Education Beat. I'm Ann Vasquez, CEO of EdSource. Where were you on March 13th, 2020? It's the day the United States declared a national emergency because of COVID-19. And for those who were in high school at the time, like Gannon Peebles, that date is engraved forever in their memory. I think everyone in the class of 2022 will remember like March 13th, you know, 2020. Like it's a pretty like, you know, iconic date. I think that if you bring that up, everyone will know what you're talking about. Gannon is one of 12 California high school seniors from the class of 2022 that EdSource followed through graduation and their first year after high school. How did the pandemic shape them? And where are they now? Here is this week's Education Beat with host Zadie Stabley. The graduating class of 2022 is now more than a year out of high school. Once bonded by shutdowns, distance learning, and COVID protocols, they've now embarked on many different paths. But the COVID-19 pandemic shaped those paths in one way or another. I remember we were put onto Zoom, right? We didn't know anything about it. And they were like, this is how you're going to take your classes from now on. This is Tatiana Torres from the class of 2022. But I remember the first day of school, I was like, what is this? And I remember me and my classmates, we were able to learn it in the week just by ourselves. And I didn't really see that as a, a skill or anything. But of course, learning online and adapting to new circumstances is a skill. One that's come in handy for the class of 2022 in college. Gannon Peebles is at Columbia University. And this summer, when wildfire smoke choked the air in New York City, his classes moved online. Like, all of a sudden, there was like, okay, we're going to go on Zoom. Okay, like, don't worry about it. Like, um, I think that was really new because, like, um, a lot of times I feel like they would just, like, cancel class. and like, okay, just come back tomorrow, whatever. But now it's like, now there's always, like, an alternative to, like, in-person, um, you know, communications. Yeah, it's like, you can't be in person. Oh, no, big deal. Shrug it off. We'll hop on a Zoom call. This is Jennifer Tran. She's at UC Berkeley. And she also had to move to Zoom classes this spring because of the UC graduate student instructor strike. This summer, she's doing both an in-person fellowship and an online internship. I mean, I don't really see um, a place where I don't ever have to hop on a Zoom call again. I think this is like the new future um, and I'm, I'm excited for it. This is Education Beat getting to the heart of California schools. I'm Zadie Stavely. This week, the class of 2022 overcome obstacles to jump head first into college. My colleague Diana Lambert has been following 12 students from the high school class of 2022 beginning in the spring of their senior year of high school and finishing after their first year of college or career. Hi, Diana. Hi, how are you, Zadie? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Great. So, Diana, you've published this final culmination of the senior project. Tell me, um, you know, what the idea was behind the project to begin with. The idea was to follow high school seniors as they went into college just to see how the pandemic impacted them, mainly academically, but also socially. Five of the students Diana followed attended a university. Five attended a California community college. One took a job, and one student could no longer be reached. That student told Diana that he had planned to sleep in his car while attending UCLA because he couldn't afford rent. And so tell me, you know, what, what 
kind of are your big takeaways from following this class of 2022? See, I, I think my biggest takeaway was that these students just really want to live life to the fullest. I mean, more so than I've seen in past generations. They're just really determined to get the most out of their adult life in college, socially and academically. And even the ones who didn't go to college, just really determined to squeeze every ounce of joy out of life. Can you give me some examples of that? Well, we have, uh, for example, Gannon Peoples, who's over, he's in uh, Columbia, and he just went into college really fearful about the social aspect of college and not worried about the academics. Gannon was worried about making friends, partly because of something we can all relate to. He felt he'd become introverted during the pandemic. He went to a public high school, Edison High School in Fresno, in California's Central Valley. I'm moving across the country to New York City and, you know, I didn't know anyone in New York City. No students from my school went there. So it, it was kind of, it, it was daunting, right? You know, I'm, I'm moving to a whole new city, one of the biggest cities in the world and I don't, nobody, right? So, um, and, and so it was, it was kind of scary. But then when I got there, I actually realized it was the opposite. And then he found out that he'd made tons of friends. Um, you know, you just have to talk to people and, you know, be, be outgoing and, and be nice. And people want to, people want to spend time with you and people want to go out with you. And there were a lot of people at Columbia that came from similar backgrounds as him. So like most of my friends, like people of color or like low income um, or come from like public schools. So it's really nice that I got to like connect with people who like come from similar backgrounds as me. Spending time with them, um, I thought was really rewarding um, and kind of just made me feel more safe at my school. Gannon dove into his new social life, ready to make up for everything he'd missed in high school. Now he's just like taking the subway through New York, really enjoying every single minute of it and likes it so much that he gave up his summer at home to go back and, and spend summer there and do an internship too. New York really has everything you could possibly think of. Like, you know, there's all kinds of cultures here and, you know, entertainment. It's been amazing, I couldn't ask for more. Um, you know, my favorite city that I've, I've ever visited and yeah. And then Victor Contreras in San Diego, he's over at California State University, San Diego. And he's just really, I mean, he broke his leg uh, when he got hit by a car, but he just was determined just to get back on his feet and join the uh, bicycle racing team, you know, to be on a basketball team and just generally just like really reveling in his first year of, of freedom, I think. Victor stuck out to me among all the students for just being the most joyful, you know, the most ready to get out of the house and just go away to college and just really experience every bit of it. And he, he struggled in math, too. And he had to really catch up. And the interesting thing about Victor that people probably don't know is that he uh, has a speech impediment and it really held him back for a long time. So during COVID, when he was locked out of school, he had a speech therapist work with him via Zoom and he conquered his speech impediment during COVID. So his speech is much more clear since then. And he's really just you know, shot off like a rocket ever since then. I mean, it's not just COVID that he got out of the house, but he actually conquered his speech impediment and now has run off to college and is just, you know, having the best time. Like I said, he joined the, uh, the racing team. He, he's on an intramural basketball team and he's having a great time, you know, and, and also academically trying to keep up. Diana, how did the pandemic affect these students in finishing high school and then in starting college? Well, that varied. Uh, I'd say that some students who might have gone to four-year university decided to go to community college instead simply because they wanted to stay close to home. Uh, the pandemic made some of them fearful to leave home, so that impacted quite a few students. It made them change their choices about what they were going to do academically. 
There's a newly released survey by ACT Research. The conclusion the survey came up with that many students changed their choices more than a quarter, changed their mind about what they were going to do after college. Either they went to community college or did something else or changed colleges. So that did pan out with our 12 seniors. You know, Jennifer Tran, who's an honor student, was going to go out of state. And then she ended up going to Berkeley just because she couldn't, even though that is far from home, it's not as far as going out of state. She wanted to stay in the state. And then we had Tamaya Williams, who decided to go to community college instead of university. So there, there was a lot of, a lot of students made last minute changes just because the pandemic impacted them in some way. There was a huge deal made about learning loss during the pandemic. Did the students that you spoke to mention academic struggles? I think even the kids who went to community college had very similar freshman years to the kids that went away to the university. They all struggled academically. They really did. I mean, some of them are honor students, so their idea of struggling is maybe they got B's, but they did struggle, especially in math. That was really difficult for them. One that really struck me this time was Miles Fu. He's from Sacramento. And he went to community college, but he didn't get a lot of guidance as far as what classes to take, for example. So being a new freshman, I don't know if this is related to COVID or just what freshmen go through. He piled on all his units and did and, and like Tuesdays and Thursdays had classes from nine to six and, and he couldn't do it. It was too much for him and he really faltered and and almost didn't make it through his first year, but he managed to and, and learned a little bit about himself in the process. Gannon Peebles also found academics harder than he expected. He had straight A's in high school. Um, especially on like the mathematical side and like more like STEM oriented fields, I think that, um, you know, missing out on a, a year and a half, two years, maybe uh, depending on where you are, uh, of like, you know, solid in, in classroom education can really affect like your future, um, you know, learning. So I think uh, especially for me, like, you know, my first semester of college, my, my math class was like pretty challenging and it might have been like professor dependent, but like um, a lot of students I know struggled. Diana, did anything surprise you um, when you were talking with these young people? I think, yes, I, I did. I mean, I thought I'd be writing a lot about kids who were struggling and it turned out to be a little bit about struggling and a lot about just persevering and being passionate and joyful. And they just are the most determined group of people to experience everything. Even the kids who do a lot, like Jennifer Tran, who's working on multiple different committees to get bills passed that help students and is, you know, a high achiever at Berkeley. She, she's like sets aside her weekends for personal times, time to go out and be social time. I mean, th these kids are very self-aware. So th that's what surprised me. She's a political science major at UC Berkeley, and she's active in student government. And she's often either traveling or on Zoom calls advocating for bills she's written, either as a member of Gen Up, a student-led social justice organization, or the Youth Power Project, which is a nonprofit educational advocacy organization. She's also helping to launch the National Student Board Member Association. Despite that busy schedule, Jennifer understands work-life balance. She says she calendars everything. Um, if you look at my Google Calendar right now, it's like a rainbow of a mess. Um, I schedule time for like eating lunch with friends. I schedule time to like be by myself. Um, like every once in a while, like there will be times on my calendar, it's just like sit down and like meditate or sit down and journal. Um, and that's something that I take really seriously, prioritizing my mental health. Um, but it is definitely hard to balance when you're, you know, juggling everything in this uh, kind of academic space alongside school, alongside travel and everything else. 
Gannon, on the other hand, doesn't schedule his time off. My work-life balance um, is a little more blurry uh, in a sense. Um, I definitely do take time for myself, you know, when I feel like I need it. So um, during the school year, most of the day was spent doing work. And then I would try to find like little like pockets in between here and there to like, you know, enjoy my life. Like whether it's like going on a walk with my friends around campus or like grabbing food with my friends. Perhaps more than anyone else Diana spoke to, Tatiana Torres knows mental health is important. She suffered a head injury when she was in middle school, and she's had debilitating headaches ever since. I was forced to learn um, how to balance myself and how to not overwork myself. But I really hope that we are all making sure we're okay and still doing the stuff we love, because that's my goal. Um, And so that's good to hear that's a lot of other kids' goals as well. Tatiana knows firsthand how to overcome obstacles. Her headaches haven't gone away. She's just learned to live with them. When I was younger, I would I would wish every day, you know, I'd wake up without a headache. And then this never happened. And so just one day I was like, let's just try, you know. It's, it's not easy, but let's just try. And uh, it's still not always easy, but... I can find a lot of happiness in the small things, and I think that's what makes life, you know, worth living. Um, And I can still do great things. That determination served her well. During senior year, she applied to many four-year colleges, but she was rejected. It kind of felt like, you know, I got my hopes up, (laughs) and then I felt sad for a little bit, and then I was like, you know, it's not over. I can still apply again. So she chose to attend her local community college, determined to transfer in a year, and she did it. She'll be attending UC Berkeley this fall. Yeah, (laughs) I am definitely excited, definitely nervous, um, definitely confused a little bit, but I think those feelings are really nice to have. Um, I like those worries. I strive for those worries for that type of anxiousness because that's something that I thought I wouldn't have. You know, going to college is a little bit of pressure, <laughs> but um, I always wished I would see someone, you know, like me be able to accomplish things. And even though it's less than a 1% chance of this happening to someone, um, if there's a little girl or, you know, a little kid that this happens to 200 years from now, at least they'll have someone, you know, to hopefully (laughs) look up to, so, yeah. Diana, did students share anything with you about what they hope for their futures? Everyone tends to graduate and go into the field that they're um, majoring in. Um, But, well, the one thing that stuck out with me on that question is that a lot of the students have these side businesses, and they're very concerned about having multiple streams of income. And that the reason they're concerned about having multiple streams of income is they want independence. I don't know if this grew out of COVID, but these students came out wanting to make decisions about their lives and not relying on, say, bosses to tell them what to do. So a lot of these kids are really super independent and want to dictate their futures and not just go to a job and, and have a boss tell them what to do. For Tatiana, the pandemic shaped the class of 2022 to accomplish their goals and overcome any obstacles in their way. I'm always stunned about what, you know, my peers will do. And I think there's a lot of admirable qualities about that. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Diana? I mean, I had fun. 
I really enjoyed talking to these kids. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm kind of sad that it's over. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat, Getting to the Heart of California Schools, a production of EdSource. You can find Diana's series on the class of 2022 at edsource.org. Our producer is Kobe McDonald. Special thanks to our guests, Gannon Peebles, Jennifer Tran, and Tatiana Torres, and our reporter, Diana Lambert. Our CEO is Anne Vasquez. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation. I'm Zadie Stavely. Join us next week and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.